Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us tonight on episode 26, season four of the standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live on Wednesdays um, every week until the end of the season. Evening, Richie. Well, the Warriors were back um, this week, and it may have been ugly, but it was another win, and in front of a very impressive crowd on the Gold Coast. Um, besides that, there were a few other entertaining games um, as we inch closer to the finals. How are you, and what do you think of the round? Yeah, I'm well, thanks, mate. I, I I enjoyed the round overall. Our game was good to get the result, but at its points where it was a little frustrating, but... Um... Yeah, overall, I, th- I thought it was a good weekend of footy. How, how are you? How are you doing? Yeah, good. Good. Uh, looking forward to um, getting to watch another live game in person um, for the Warriors mm. this weekend and the Tron. So, um, yeah. Don't run on the field. To it. No, there's. I, I didn't put that in the news, but they've said what the fine will be. Um, nice. But, yeah, that's, that's not me. Uh, I'm not fast enough. <laughs> um, I don't want to be one of those guys that gets smashed um, yeah. and living yeah. in on TikTok forever. But um, anyway, we're already starting going on a tangent. That's what we do. Um, <laughs> while we're here live on Wednesdays at 8 p.m., you also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know on the week that was rugby league, including our top stories of the week a review of round 23 and round three of the NRL and NRLW. Um, we'll then update you with our, our tips. We'll then answer some questions, um, both from you guys and ones we've prepared for each other. We'll then preview round 24 and make our picks before ending the night with a quick recap of the Super League. Uh, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show. Uh, Paul is not with us tonight. He, he's a bit under the weather, so I'm managing the the pitches and the, the comments so bear with us as always when i get distracted but i see uh simon and jacko are here um hello lads yeah simon said evening it'll be interesting to see how the waikato west tigers do this weekend 
And uh, yeah, Jacko just said that the league nutters are back. Um, always good to be back and always good to have you guys here. So um, we may as well jump straight into the stories, Richie. Yep. Um, yeah. I've, I've kind of thrown you, thrown you under the bus. In the show notes I gave you, I just had a, a bit in the news saying international league plans. Yeah. And yeah, I, left, yeah. I, I left a website there because I hadn't finished compiling it all. And hey, I've mate, gone, I, know, I know how links work. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know if you're prepared to actually click on the link and, and have a read, but um, <laughs> I've kind of cherry picked the main parts out of it. So um, before we talk about it, I'll just run through it quickly um, or as quick as I can do. Um, but the World Cup's been pushed to 2026. Um, the men's component of the 2026 World Cup, um, they're saying the venue hasn't been decided yet, but it's it's down in Australia and New Zealand. Um, is what the assumption is, but um, it's going to be streamlined with 10 teams rather than the 16 that we saw last time. Um, in addition to the World Cup, there'll be a greater emphasis on regional championships in the Americas, Asian Pacific, Europe, and Middle East Africa, with a new World Series introduced to help those young nations develop. Um, the quarter finalists from last year's World Cup, which was England, Australia, Samoa, New Zealand, England, Tonga, Fiji, Papua New Guinea, and Lebanon have all automatically qualified with the remaining two spots to be fought out through a yet-to-be-determined qualifying process. Um, the four semi-finalists in the 2022 Women's um, and wheel, uh, Women's, which was Australia, PNG, England, New Zealand, and Wheelchair, which is France, Australia, England, and Wales, um, will be featured automatically in the World Cup with other bursts decided through qualifying. And then... After 2026, um, the World Cups will be staged as standalone tournaments every four years with the first in 2028, so creating a two-yearly cycle with the next men's in 2030. So they'll do them in separate years as opposed to together. Mm. Um, still going. I know it's a lot. I'm sorry. Um, after 2026, international rankings will be used to determine World Cup qualification. Um We'll see how that goes. We saw how far Australia drops down since they don't play, but they are trying to fix that with what I'm about to discuss. The first Ashes series since 23, uh, 20, uh, 2003, sorry, um, will take place in 2025 um, with England as opposed to Great Britain, um, men and women um, heading to Australia to face um, the women's, uh, the Australian teams. New Zealand will tour England in 2027. And will be followed by Australia touring um, England in 2028. Tonga's tour of England this year has already been confirmed that we've discussed. Um, and there also is going to be a tri-series between Australia, New Zealand and Samoa this year. Um, the chair of the International Rugby League, Troy Grant, said it's no secret that the Achilles heel for International Rugby League for far too long has been the absence of an international calendar. So they want to make it regular, which... Um, it's great. It's what we've been asking for on this show for as long as I can remember. So, yeah, in a breakdown, the key key dates, 2023, we've got the Tongan Tour of England and the Tri-Series between Aussie, Kiwis and Samoa. 2025, we've got the England's Men and Women's Ashes Tour. 2026, we've got the uh, World Cup for Men, Women and Wheelchair in the Southern Hemisphere. 2027, we've got the New Zealand Tour of England. 28, we've got the Ashes series in England and the Women's World Cup. Then 2030, the Men's World Cup. So I see Simon's given us a lot of comments there, but before I go to him, 
I've just thrown a whole lot of stuff at you, man. Um, yeah. What's your take? This uh, this is just the first segment of the news, too. So <laughs> be, be prepared to go to 10 o'clock, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's definitely promising. Um, like you say, um, you and I always big advocates for international rugby league. So I see Simon says, no offense, no one in the Southern Hemisphere is interested in the Ashes. I kind of am. I, I, I'll definitely watch it, and um, I think it's it's a good step in getting rugby league back, international rugby league back. I I like the Kiwis touring England too. I've always liked those tours. It's always a closely contested tour. Um, I don't think it'll ever happen, but I, I I would like an Anzac Test back. You know, now that nowadays they just do the Anzac NRL rivalries, but yeah, I would love to. I would love to have an Anzac Test alternated between NZ and Australia each year. That would be cool. But that's just being greedy. I know the the calendar is already very congested. Yeah, um, it's it's not perfect, but I think like Jacko said, at least there's some effort trying to get the international game back. Yeah. You know, there's things you'd like to change. I know um, Simon mentioned earlier. Um, he doesn't think it's a great idea to have a 10-team World Cup. On one hand, the reality is there's only two professional rugby league competitions. I think 12 teams might be a more balanced number. Yeah, I like the idea of 12. I think the there were so many of them last year, and I think they were – well, was it? It was last year, right? It seems yeah. so long ago now. Um, yeah, there were so many teams, and some of them were just there as cannon fodder. Yeah, blowouts. But but they're not going to get better unless they get more um, more practice, um, which, as Simon said, the regional champions um, competitions um, won't get off because they um, they won't serve any purpose for advertisers who will not be interested. Yeah, that's going to be the key thing. Those In terms of getting those teams competitive, they need those competitions to or those little tournaments to actually work. So they're going to have to put money in it because they're not going to get a lot of money um, from sponsors and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, the fact that we could get – I like that idea of the tri-series. It used to be like the old days, feeling like an old man screaming at the clouds. But, you know, when you had um, you had the four nations and, you know, one year would be in Southern Hemisphere, one in the Northern. And mm. in that opposite, when it was in the Southern Hemisphere – there was a tournament for the other teams that weren't in the four nations competing and the winner of that got to go into the four nations yeah. the next year. And then some, so you always kind of had something going. So we would always watch the four nations, but like down here, it would be like PNG, Cook Island, Samoa and Tonga or something battling mm -hmm. out for that, that fourth spot to join England, Australia and New Zealand. Um, so it's, it's going back to that type of thing. Um, and, yeah, the more internationals, the better in my eyes. Um, I know I always harp on about it. I prefer internationals than origin. But I'm a Kiwi, so that's why. But um, And, yeah, and Simon said, from his understanding, the International Rugby League have no money. Um, yeah. So that, that and the NRL season's just got longer as well. And, and then there's the NRL – wanting to be able to increase the length of the season by, was it two games without notice? That's one of the um, RLPA hangups. 
Um, but yeah, like the season's just getting longer in terms of NRL. So just play it year it. round, man. Just year round. It's fine. Ah, it's too long. Shave a little bit off and open up a longer window for the internationals. It wouldn't give us any rest. I, I suppose we won't have rest anyway because of the internationals. So yeah, um, we have to talk to Paul about a pay rise. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Simon, before we move on, Simon said he does think France needs to play the Pacific Island countries like Cook Islands, Tonga, Samoa and PNG to improve the, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, France need to get involved more. Um, hopefully, the whole them having to bail out on the World Cup doesn't affect the team. They don't get punished for the country not being able to do the World Cup. I hope not, but they need to get involved um, as well. So, we'll, it's early days. They announced this um, not long after our show last week. So, I'm sure we'll get a bit more of an accurate breakdown that we can discuss at a later date. But We'll move on to the next part. Um, Way Graham from the Sharks announced that he's going to retire at the end of the season. Um, what's your take on that? Kind of was waiting for this announcement basically every week this season, just for how long he's been around and, you know, the, the compounding injuries he's suffered. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah. not a surprise, um, but he's, he's had a great career. Um, he has. But, yeah. Um, Not a surprise. Um, stalwart of of the game. He's gonna. F- I think he's gonna fall agonizingly close, um, short of three hundred games. So I think he's in the. What is he in the two eighties or two nineties right now? I think he's two early two nineties. So if he were to play every game and they make a grand final, I think he still falls just short. Uh, but yeah, he is gone through some wars that man's and that man and i'm sure he's he's gonna ha- gonna have some injuries that he that's gonna be good to recover from once he hangs it hangs him up yeah um, it looks like i'm not paying attention uh, he's on 292 there you go yeah so, he so he, eight more yeah he's gonna fall he's gonna fall just short man you'd think you'd want to just, just just go yeah go on um go on because isn't the next? Uh, I'm not the statistician, obviously, but um, the next person who hits 300 is the 50th player to do so. All oh, right. Because um, DCE was the 49th, so um, I would really want to be that. That's like an extra bow on the 300 that you're the 50th one to do it. So yeah, if I was Wade, um, I see um, Hammer's joined us. Evening. G'day, Hammer. Um, yeah, and he said correct, so I assume that's the correct for the 50th. Um, so I do do some knowledge um, research, guys. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's obviously not going to happen. Um, he's announced it, so he won't backtrack. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Well done on a on a decent career. Um, yeah. We'll move on. Um, there's rumours that the Storm are reportedly open to letting Justin Olin move on to another club. Um, there's been some social media um, comments from Olam himself basically saying um, he's letting God take the wheel on wherever um, his journey goes. Um, who? I, I'm a bit shocked by it. I, I know he's kind of fallen out of favor Yeah. recently. I don't know why. Um, but I'm, I'm sure there's no, um, there'll be a handful of clubs that would be interested in picking him up. And um, oh, if you if be. you 
who would you think, um, bar the generic roosters, um, who, who do you think would pick him up? Who really needs centres? Uh, the Tigers always need people. <laughs> um, the Cowboys are letting Hiku go. Um, but they've got Vili now. They do. Um, you think he's going to walk into first grade? Wow. They, with Hiku gone, I think so. But yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah, Mark Hammer agrees. Cowboys need a centre to replace Hiku. Um, the dogs seem to want to sign every every man under the sun right now. And they're he, letting, he doesn't play for Penrith, Matt. So that's, yeah, I know, but they're letting Avarillo go as well, and he's another man that sort of covers that back five. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. I, I guess it's the cliche that we do on the show, saying we'll keep our ears to the ground and um, see what happens. And yeah, um, Hammers said that um, Dolphins have far more than Avarillo. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So Avarillo's leaving the dogs. So yeah, Titans are another option. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of people like center. Center is a tricky spot. There's always a te- oh, teams are always looking for a new center. It feels. I'm, su- um, I'm surprised the Warriors uh, fan pages haven't lit up. There's yeah, been a couple. They normally do. There's been a couple. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I yeah, I wouldn't say no no to him. He's a talented player, but feel like we've got quite a few centers already now, which is strange. To That's say. new. That's a new <laughs> yeah. feeling. Um. Broncos with yeah. Herbie going. That's a good Broncos, that's a decent shout. That'd be a scary centre pairing of Stags and Ollum mm. at the Broncos. But yeah, we'll we'll tie we could sit here for hours talking about it every team. Uh, basically essentially every team except for the Storm would probably want him to be fair. Um and we don't want the Broncos getting better. Yeah, and um, before we go, um, I know by the time we get to our question section, Hammer's already gone um, to do his show. So we'll answer his question now. Top of um, our heads, who will be in line for that 50th 300? I don't even know who else is close. Yeah, the top of my head's just filled with fresh air. Sorry, Mark. Um, (laughs) uh, Like we said, Wade Graham's going to fall just just short. Yeah. DCE already just gone over it. Um, I don't know. We've got Sean, but he's only in what, like two six two. What's he? Two fifty something. Yeah. Foreign. Um, I feel like Foreign's had so many injuries, but he could be. He's been around since what 2010, 2011 as well. Just trying to look him up. Hold on, I'm looking them up. This is this is thoroughly enjoying, um, enjoyable uh, watch. Apologies, he's on two seventy nine. Foreign, there you go. So maybe foreign. Mm. You know, by the time this season's out, and then next season he'd hit he'd hit three hundred next season if he stays injury free and doesn't retire. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, Jacko has said hammers, hammered, Brad and Richie. Yeah. Doesn't take a lot, Jacko. No, the moment you start involving numbers, I, I lose the plot. I, <laughs> I get confused. So um, front row of brain. We, that's why they give us easy numbers. 
Um, next bit of noise, um, next bit of news, Ben Hunt's apparently looking at trying to get an early release from the Dragons again. Um, no surprise. It sounded like Flanagan was, con- like, I think we said last week, the week before, he was extremely confident Zach Lomax and Ben Hunt will be playing there next year. Sounds like Ben is still not interested. Um, I kind of always said that I, I expect them to let him out if he doesn't want to be there at the end of this year. Yeah, eventually. Um, not letting him leave early and go to like how they said he would be a Bronco um, and whatnot. I don't see them doing anything like that. But I'm sure at the end of the year, if he's still adamant he doesn't want to be there and another team's willing to, you know, give them something to get him, um, then that'd be silly not to take it, um, mm. depending on what it is. But yeah, um, yeah, great days for the Dragons when even their captain isn't interested in being there. But <laughs> um, to their credit, we'll talk about it later. Um, it's not affecting their game as much as it was when the news first came out. Um, you know, they're, they're being competitive at least. But um, yeah. What do you reckon? Do you reckon Ben Hunt will be out by the end of the year? Yeah, well, it's it's tough to retain somebody who just doesn't want to be retained. Um, I know he's bound by contract, but Ben Hunt doesn't strike me as a type that would throw his toys and just and intentionally play poorly as well, but. Um, you know, if he if he keeps knocking on that door, you'd think they would let him go eventually. Yeah. Yeah, have to. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm sure we'll get to talk about the Dragons every week for the rest of the season. Um, next bit, Origin. Um, the NRL's announced that um, Game 1 in 2025 and 2028 will be hosted in Perth, and they're still in talks to bring a game to Auckland in 2027. So um, they had, you know, they had that double header in Perth on the weekend. Um, decent turnouts. Um, yeah. Again, the Origin games don't really affect us. Um, but what's your take on them taking it to Perth? And we we won't talk about Auckland because we've talked about that on multiple yeah. shows already. But yeah, taking those two games to Perth. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good for um, you know showcasing the game. Out, out in Western Aussie where where they don't get a lot. They've been starved for a while and haven't had a team since, you know, the Western Reds. So um, it's probably testing the waters to see if that's a that's a viable market for another NRL team. And I think eventually they probably will go there. They, they um, Whenever they take games, they do get decent crowds, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fine. Um, Just the time zones, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, it should be good outings um, for for the locals over there that are interested in the league to go and watch some Origins. So, well done on Perth for getting that across the line. Uh, next bit of news is really difficult because I'm hearing so many stories. But Payne Haas has been offered a three year extension with the Broncos, worth around one point one six million a year. There's noise that he's actually going to come out and reject it. Um, but the Broncos have also come out and said they're very confident that they're going to get the deal done with Han, uh, with Haas. What do you reckon's going on? I, to be honest, I don't know if you're going to see any other clubs that will offer more than one point one six a year. Yeah, um, I don't know, mate. This 
this guy tends to make um, tends to make big songs and dances out of his out of his contract contract negotiations. Um, I, I remember him doing it last time, and then the Broncos crowd booing him because he was reportedly asking for an early release. Um, yeah, who knows? I've heard maybe he he's just not wanting to to sign yet just to just as so it's not a distraction come finals time um yeah but who knows you know and once he once he gets after that that time where teams can start talking to him and i don't know mate he's pretty <laughs> he's a pretty attractive player to a lot of clubs i think um oh yeah um i don't see any club that wouldn't take him if he was on the table to be honest mm. um I know the Storm have come out. Apparently, the Storm are interested. That would be, I'd like to say that'd be a pretty offer for him, but it's not like the Storm of where the Storm have been recently. You know, they're in a rebuilding stage. They're still always title contenders, don't get me wrong. But if he's looking, if he's looking at premierships, he's in a good spot already because uh, the team he's at is firing. Yeah. He's got a so, good chance. Um, He's got a good chance there, but who knows? And um, Mark um, Hammer has done research. Jared Warrior Hargraves is on two ninety seven, so he'll be at least he'll be um, there'll be suspensions in there. The NRL don't want a Kiwi to get the fifty or three hundredth, um, so yeah, there'll well, be some suspensions in there to hold him he off. Pr- he probably should have hit that mark a lot earlier. It's probably he should have. <laughs> yeah, suspensions has has delayed that. Yeah, and Jacko said for, for a big man, Haas is pretty slippery. And then, yeah, Hammer commented as well, it's a decent contract. The Broncos are table and he's still not happy. That's a crazy deal um, for a front rower. Um, that's that's halfback money. That's um, Brad's dream. Yeah, it's every prop should be paying the big money. Um, in my eyes, they're doing all the work. You know, you we talk about it with these halves all the time. We go... How do you expect that million dollar half to do well because the props aren't doing their job? So the props should get the money. It, it just makes sense. But I digress. Um, yeah, and Hammer said if he's looking at premierships, has only has Panthers, Broncos, and Warriors as his options. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love him at the Warriors. We can't afford him, but imagine Haas and AFB in your front row. Oh my god! If only you could dream. Um, you don't even need a spine. You just bash the other teams. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I still feel he'll stay with the Broncos. Um, I don't know what's going on, but he I said a few weeks ago that he was doing the whole umming and ahhing to get a better deal. He's got a better deal now. Um, maybe this is still a little bit more where they can see if they can squeeze a bit more um, blood out of the stone. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. I, feel, I feel like um, he's going to stay there. And uh, Jacko said he'd prefer Tino, but would take Haas. Um, I've heard Ooh. rumors that Tino is basically about to extend with the Titans. So um, he'll stay. And um, yeah, and Hammer said, um, is his mum in prison? If so, he'll want to stay close to visit her. Yeah, I think she is. So yeah, I think he'll stay in that area. Um, all right, time's going to tell. I'm sure we'll have an answer um, at least either just before the finals or just after the finals, we'll, we'll have a definitive answer one way or the other. Um, next bit of news, the NRL's confirmed that the Dragons should have been awarded a try when King Gutho stripped the ball from Jacob Little and that the Raiders scored off a Jack Whiten forward pass. 
Um, so it wasn't a, I haven't gone into too much detail um, this week on it, but there, it was an interesting week when it came to officiating. Um, Interesting's one word. Yeah, um, with a couple of bad calls, a um, couple of questionable simbins and send offs. Um, but uh, it is what it is. Um, I know Hammers kind of said, boo, frickety who. I, if the Warriors were involved in that conversation, I'd probably. F- feel a bit more um, passionate about it. But, you know, every year we're having conversations about it. I'm surprised you're not laughing about that Dragons no try. I, th- I don't I mind that be- one. I'm, I'm more about the Raiders-Tigers. Um, that that like was a that, shocker. That was a massive forward pass. That one, I don't know how it was missed. Um, and yeah. then, yeah, Hammer said he still can't believe um, Nakore got binned for wiping a blade of grass off the feeder. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But I understand why it, the only reason it happened was because the ref was trying to get control of the match again because he lo- he lost control. Um, doesn't mean he was right. Um, and in my opinion, they should have both gone because they both, if you're going to go, I don't think either should have gone. But if no. you're sending one, they both should have gone because they both did it. Blow the whistle, right. tell them to calm down, play the ball. Yeah, and go. Even if you just talk to Tohu and Four and just saying, look, if shit like this happens again, I'm sending one off. Um, but yeah, it's ludicrous. It's crazy this close to finals that it seems like the officiating is getting worse, not better. Jacko but, made an interesting point there. Bunker could have made a call on Raiders forward passes. The ball bounced, so it was a knock on. I still don't understand how a bunker can rule if a knock on's gone forward. But not right, if not the pass, pass is gone. Yeah, it blows my mind. Yeah, I, I don't know if we're ever going to get an answer. Um, but continuing with strange officiating decisions, uh, my favourite player, Jerome Luai. Um, he avoided going to the bin for a shoulder tackle, and the NRL defended that decision by advising that there was a lack of force in the contact. So they were saying what he did was an illegal tackle, but because he didn't hit him hard enough... Um, it wasn't worth getting sent to the bin, which throw flies in the face of everything they've been doing this year. They basically said, if you have contact to the head, you go to the bin. Um, even if you are wiping grass off someone's face. Um, what do you, you What do you deem su- sufficient force then? How How do you measure that? What, that's where it goes in. Does that mean that if you do just a normal, uh, a normal like just hug tackle we give basically no impact and your shoulder hits a guy in the head are you fine i don't know i would say you're fine anyway for most of them um in fact i think both send-off tackles i think were fine uh i could have gone to the bin um but not send off worthy at least um but i know your question's a bit more about that later on so we'll go on to it a bit more and yeah like hammer said um if that was reversed, uh, Nelson on Luai, he would have been sent 100%. He, he, wouldn't was, have got, he wouldn't have got suspended, though. He would have just got a fine for it. He would. And that's the thing. Um, Jerome Luai, this was his third offence this year for a, a tackle to the head. And instead of getting a – most people, once they hit the third, they get a suspension. He got a fine, which I don't understand either. So He's made a career of getting away with things. Yeah, um, Carmen's got him. He's not playing this week. He's apparently sick, so he's mm. missing the week anyway. Um, but yeah, it's 
it doesn't help like i think we've said it i've heard guys that get paid a living to do this do it i've heard ruin hammer i've heard everyone that i listen to have said all we ask is for consistency so like that's why i'm not too hung up about the photoweka send-off because the night before they sent someone off so they had done it but then after that the ones that happened they didn't so i don't know what's going on but if he, even if i disagree with what they call a bad tackle if everyone that does that tackle gets punished then it's a open playing board but you see um like marata mccorey's done that a similar tackle to jerome luai a few weeks ago and got three weeks mm. and a seven. so yeah i don't know it's it's going back to the protected species conspiracies i used to bring up but yeah um and i watch graham allen's lee every week to try to get an understanding and i just don't so um <laughs> he doesn't see it half the time he's either saying no we messed up or he gets into a, a rant about protecting the referees um and jagger said if tackling styles don't change there'll be more and more hits to the head the standing up with no bent back when tackling is crazy um, you'll never get consistency, but something close would be nice. Yeah, I, I'm not expecting them to get it right every time, but if you, if they're all reading the same rule book, you'd like to think that 90% of the time they do the same thing. But who knows? Um, we'll move on because we're already half an hour in, Matt. Um, yeah, yeah. Andrew Webster's spoken about his desire to be a Warriors coach forever and wants to build a dynasty um the warriors are interested in getting a uh, contract extension sorted before the year's done i listened to a tidbit from um i think cameron george was talking with marty um marty devlin about it and basically said they're they're seeing eye to eye on what they see for the future um they just haven't put pen to paper yet but he was talking about like webster there five ten years um, which is which is always great to hear. The Warriors are renowned for not keeping guys around long. Um, and yeah, Simon just said, I'm guessing you go longer because there's no Paul around tonight. Um, we can, but I always try to um, go and invade the Ruin Hammer show since they don't invite us on anymore. You know, we're not flavor of the month. So I've just got to go and be a guest, um, a spectator and watch. Um, so I always try to get to their show after ours. Um because we ramble we kind of cut off the start of their shows and um what's your take uh, i'll take jacko's comment away yet because that's the next one what's your thought on webster wanting to stay build a dynasty um and stay fair here as long as as humanly possible absolute sweet sweet music to my ears get it done don't make another clary mistake yeah um that's it um and i think the pessimist Warriors fans still in there with me. Um, you know, if if we have a bad season next year, you know, maybe things don't go. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You yeah. know, like the Warriors are so prone to do. Um, and, yeah, Jay said, Brad's salty on a hammer and, and hammer's <laughs> laughing. No, I, I get invited on every show. So it's about time someone gave me a rest, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's great. And why can't he be like a Bellamy, a Bennett, where you're kind of part of the furniture as a coach for, you know, a long time. Um, it would be good to have a guy like that who's still young. It's not like they've signed a Bennett-aged guy and expecting him to be there till he's 90. Um, 
but who knows he he might be a guy that sits here and then you know 15 20 years is still a coach for the warriors you never know he's, he's still a young guy um but it'd be great uh it'd be great to keep him there because um i love him to bits hmm. um and then <laughs> And yeah, Hammer said we'll have you on the season's end and talk about your <laughs> pathetic 2023 predictions. Oh, they're pathetic, um, all right. They are. They are. Um, <laughs> Going to eat humble pie on your guys' um, recap and our own. Um, so interesting. But yeah, next bit, uh, Jacko, before we away, said, yeah, sign Webster for five years. There'll be some bad times, but obviously the guy can coach. He's a man manager type, which is very rare. Yeah. Yeah. Five year deal, put it down. But next bit of news, um, Jacko's already mentioned in the comments. Warriors assistant Justin Morgan's joining the Cowboys as assistant next season. Um, there was an interview, which I haven't listened to yet, where he discusses the move and uh, I assume gives his reasons why. But um, what's your take on it? I am, I'm not his biggest fan, so it doesn't really affect me. I, I was asking for a sacking last year. Um, yeah. He got a reprieve. He got a, a reprieve this year, and I don't really understand the dynamic that Webster's got because it's not the traditional one that we're used to. Um, he's kind of, instead of having an attack coach, a defense coach, he kind of has a section of the field coach, you know. And I think Morgan's more involved with the forwards um, and, like, the front rowers, and I think Adam can kind of control that. But... Um, there's just they've got a lot of coaching staff right now, so they needed to trim someone. And so if he's got a job elsewhere, send him on his way and and keep um, Agar, who I think's very capable. Um, yeah. There's rumours that Webster's brother might come into the fold. He's got a lot of experience up north in the northern hemisphere, and um, Stacy's still there working with those young harps. So I don't think you miss a lot. Um depending on what his job's going to be at the Cowboys. Um, it might go well for him. We're not sure. Um, Ham has just mentioned that he loves the media in Australia's headline was title contenders lose key man. <laughs> I saw that. Um, and I thought, who's the key man? And opened it up. Justin Morgan. Mm, not yeah. so key in my opinion. <laughs> no. Um, and yeah, Jacko um, said, Webster getting out D right after Morgan was D coach for years has been amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they he was in charge of the defense, the worst Warriors defense in their history. So, um, you know, he, I'm sure he's a great guy. I've never really met him, um, but yeah, hopefully it goes well for him at the Cowboys, which is where Warriors go to die. Um, now that's where they all head. So it used to be Super League, um, but yeah, now it's North Queensland. Um, but yeah. What's your take on him? You, you think he can bring something to the Cowboys? Hopefully he brings some of that famous defense yes. strategy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind seeing a bit of that. Yeah. And then um, kind of linking in with that, because the rumors originally were he was going to head up to the Northern Hemisphere and become a head coach for Warrington. But they've um, got Sam Burgess coming to do the job. Um, bit of a, a left field. Um I suppose he's he's been doing he's been doing his apprenticeship um, with the rabbits. I don't know how he'll go as a head coach, but what do you, you reckon he'll he'll do well with Warrington? Or oh yeah, I think he'll do well. He's actually he's got 
decent enough reps on him in terms of coaching from what I've heard. And uh, we know the passion he brings to the game. So I don't think getting his team up will be, will be, you know, it'll, it'll be something that he'll, he'll be able to do pretty easily, I reckon. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. And um, Simon said he thinks that he um, is going up as an assistant. Um, oh, I must have read that wrong. I, I, I thought it was head coach. Yeah, I, I'm not sure either. I The report I saw that he was going, um, he's going as head coach. But yeah, I might have my, my intel wrong. That's what it says on the NRL website. But mm. who knows? They do things differently up there. Um and yeah, and Hammer said if he does a decent job at Warrington and South Slide under um, Demetrio South, will have him as head coach in 2027. And yeah, Hammer's confirmed that it is the head coach. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I thought. It doesn't. Head coach assistant doesn't really matter to me. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens um, there. But that was the last bit of news. Oh, we made it. 40 minutes. We still got signings and injuries and stuff to do. But we're, we're getting right. there. Push through, push through. Um, okay. Um, Jake Clifford, we talked about it last week, but he's officially signed a one-year deal to return to the Cowboys. Uh, Thomas um, McCarley, I butchered your name as I always do. I'll learn it one day. He's leaving the Titans to join Warrington effective immediately. And Catalan's Dragons have announced that they're releasing um, CEO uh, Takiyahu, um from his contract due to family reasons. Um, we discussed it already about the Bulldogs being rumored as a landing spot but there's still no official word from the club. It sounds like the Dragons want a bit of coin um, to for whoever takes them. So I guess it's just the lawyers doing their work in the background before there's an official announcement. But I'm sure before finals, we'll have a landing spot for him. Any mm. take on those? Oh, Takiyahu is a big one. Um, interesting to see how he comes back from, from Super League. Uh, and I think what will he be... 32, 33 when he comes back. So not young, but still still a little a little bit to give. And and he does bring a lot of experience. I think he's last time we saw him in the NRL, he was still quite explosive too. So yeah. Yeah. It was just funny. They pulled up one of the NRL shows pulled up his interview he did with Dean and Kemp, and he was talking about like why he was choosing to go to Super League. And he basically said he didn't have what it took to be an NRL player anymore. But not being an NRL player is perfect for the Bulldogs. So yeah, um, yeah, true. It does sound the, like the right spot for a good amount of money too. For a good amount of money, um, but yeah, he's good. I still think he's he's more than good enough to be in the NRL. I think he was just being a bit modest. But yeah, yeah we'll move on to injuries. There's a few. Um, Matt Lodge, new new Seagull. He's undergoing surgery this week after rupturing his ACL. It's an eight to nine month recovery which makes his next club destination very hard to predict because I don't see any club interested in picking him up if he's sitting there doing rehab. Um, mm. So unless unless daddy-in-law gets him like a mercy deal um, to make sure he's got some money, um, I don't know. I don't. Would anyone be still paying him next year? I don't know because I think he was on a training trial with Manly, wasn't he? He was um, on a training trial with Manly, but I don't know if he, the Brewsters are still going to be paying him. Um, yeah, I don't, the Warriors are officially sure. done paying. Um, but yeah, I'm not Me. sure. And yeah, 
Yeah. Jacko, yeah, Jacko says you got to feel sorry for Lodge. Yeah, now <laughs> I heard a lot of people going, you know, it's a tough break for him, but I have no sympathy um, yeah. for him with all the chopping and changing he does to every club. It felt, you know, it sucks to see someone get injured, but it feels like a bit of karma um, for a guy that's kind of been um, raping and pillaging every club he sees. Um, yeah, but karma hopping, got him back. The hopping finally got a bit much for his ACL. Yeah. Exactly. Um, next one, AJ Brimson. He didn't make the uh, the Warriors game, as we said might happen because of his injury. They've actually rested him again this week and attempt to overcome that injury um, to hopefully get him back. Um, the week after, Charlie Staines injured his hamstring and may miss a few weeks. Um, Sebastian Chris also injured his hamstring, and uh, Sticky said he'll miss about three to four weeks. Um, and then... Uh, the HIA corner, we've got Jesse Arthurs from the Broncos, Francis Molo from the Dragons, and Chans from the Warriors, all failed HIAs. We have 11 day stand down. Dane Laurie also failed his HIA, but has been named to start this week for the Tigers. So I don't know. There's still a few that seem to get away with it. Don't know. Um, he, he must, must have, have just. Been, he, he must have been category one. Yeah, so um, good to see that. We don't want to see all these players failing and not getting to play. But um, that's it for the injuries. Anything you want to add before we move on? No, let's roll on. Yeah, Jago said Chris is a big loss for the Raiders. Yeah, I think so. Um, mm. Then Naughty Boy Corner. Um, there's a few. Um, so Thomas Burgess from the Rabbitohs, he had a grade two careless high tackle and got three weeks. Nathan Brown got a grade two careless high tackle and got one match um, as on top of being sent off. Um, Fultawaka from the Titans. Had that send off and has also got a one match ban. Um, as mentioned already, Luai got that third time grade one killer's high tackle, but only got a fine. Um, then in the NRLW, um, Kennedy Cherrington. Oh, that was a good one. That was a hell of a tackle, was it not? That was a um, that was a not the best. <laughs> no, um, that got referred straight to judiciary, and I was meant to get um. That's probably going to end, end her season with how short their season is, right? You would think. Yeah. So looking at it, because um, I didn't put on my notes, she got four matches. Four matches. Okay. So four she matches. Still, she'll still have a couple. So yeah, because they 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 or like they condense it yeah. due to the season. Um, but yeah, it wasn't pretty. And then Caitlin Johnson from the Knights got a one match ban for a Grade Two careless high tackle. Um, so yeah. Nothing too surprising there. I was kind of expecting Brown and Fortawaka to maybe get one week. Um, I was really worried that they were going to try to punish Nakore for a slap and give him a week. Wouldn't surprise um, me. Because of his history, but thankfully yeah. um, cool heads prevailed there. And Thomas Burgess, I thought his one was a bit harsh, but it was loading. I think eh? his, it was loading. that, that but got I, I heard his loading was from not even from this year. His last yeah. incident was the previous year, which is... A little Which weird, makes eh? no sense because they said at the start of the season they were starting fresh with no load yeah. from the year before. You think so it I would start fresh each year, wouldn't you? You'd think so, but but that's it. That's Naughty Boy Corner. In 45 minutes, um, we, we covered all of that. So uh, we'll move <laughs> into the round, um, Richie, starting yep. with uh, the Roosters winning again, beating Seagulls 26-16. Yeah, my team. My team's back in the hunt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Five tries to three, Daniel Tupo with two, 
Joey Manu, Billy Smith, and uh, Suali'i with the try scores for the Roosters. For Manly, Josh Schuster, Brad Parker, Tolatau Kola. Yeah, bit of a repeat of the Roosters match last week. Um, I think they controlled the first 60, but let Manly into the match in that final quarter. Um, their backs turned out quite a bit of work. Um, I think every back had um, triple digits. Um, and they showed some of that old Roosters attack that we've been used to in previous years. They have improved in the last couple of weeks after that pep talk from Teddy um, about how important winning is. Um, but there's still a shadow of the Roosters we expected this season, Richie. Yeah, I I think so. Well, you expected. Um, <laughs> a lot of people expected. Um, but yeah, it's... I, I I wonder whether it's too little, too late. It was another decent performance from them. Uh, I, I do think the damage to their top eight chances is, is pretty significant and already been done. Uh, mm. But all they can do now is just continue to try and improve and pick up what as many wins as they can. But I think their destiny will be in their hands, but in other teams' hands as well, if they were to go on an, on a winning streak. Yeah, and your take on Manly? I thought they were pretty disappointing, to be honest. I, Yeah, they gave up a big halftime lead and hardly fired a shot on attack until Nathan Brown got sent off and all three of their tries came uh, after Nathan Brown was sent off. So, yeah, for a team that also had, had their season on the line, not not the prettiest not the prettiest viewing, but yeah, maybe we're just watching two bottom nine teams duke it out. Yeah, um they just struggled to get in the contest for me. Um they couldn't contain that back line from the Roosters. Um, but I thought they did have a little bit of an edge in the forwards. Um, but they just lacked attacking spark. Um the Simbin of Sipley and the send off of um Nathan Brown kind of seemed to wake them up a bit. Um but it was too little, too late. But your player. I think we've gone centres, haven't we? Um, we have. Not the same centres, but we've gone centres. I went Billy Smith. I thought he's had a couple of rough games this year, but looked good in this one. Yeah, I thought he played well, but I couldn't give it to him after that abysmal kick from the week before. So he's still he's still got to earn some brownie points back. <laughs> um, okay. But I went, I went with Joey Manu. Um, thoughts, you know, he was strong again running around um doing what he does best and um yeah yeah just disappointing though it's still disappointing uh even winning that um they're just not doing what they should um and yeah uh matara said bunnies and roosters final game might determine who makes the eight very true um but yeah next game um the warriors um apparently were playing away but it felt like a home game um defeating the titans 28 18. Yep, and it was five tries to three. Sean Johnson with two. Jackson Ford, Tohu Harris, Dallin Watts, and Ezelizniak. Three tries for the Titans. David David Fafida, Joe Stimson, and Jaden Campbell should rub that one out, really. It was a knock-on, but I'm just being a salty Warriors fan. Not only was it a knock-on, it got voted try of the week. Oh, I know. Yeah, uh, how did that get try of the week? Sean Johnson's one off the oh, behind the... Behind the back offload from Dallin, clearly try of the week. Maybe my they, bias again, but they can take the try of the week. We'll take the two points. We'll take the two points, absolutely. But yeah, it was a clunky return from a buy, um, which is now a pattern. Um, spoilers ahead, that's my question to you in the in our question segment is about 
the Warriors returns from buys, but um, I felt like they got sucked into playing into the the Titans game style. The the Titans wanted to get into the nitty gritty, be a bit grubby, and um, I think it was Fonzie I was listening to. He made a good analogy, saying um, the Titans basically turned it into a wet weather game and dry weather. Um, you know, just trying to do it up the middle. And it was kind of working for them. Um, some individual brilliance from SJ uh, kept them in the hunt. But then they clicked into gear and that final 10 was some solid play. I think Johnson really shut the game down in that final 10 um, with his kicking game. Um, wasn't a game to remember for the Warriors, but a valuable lesson um, for the Warriors on the charge to the finals. They just need to work on those errors, which is my go-to every week for them. Last year it was defense, this year it's errors. But um, mm. your take on the Warriors? Oh, I'm just happy we're sitting here talking about a performance where we weren't at our best, but we still came away with the win. We made, we did make some really nice plays, um, but yeah. yeah, we lacked an 80-minute effort and, and ball control this week for sure. But um, I do feel like... We were we were composed though. I was impressed with that. I, I remember the last game where we came up against the team who had somebody sent off, and we we choked it when yeah. the Sharks got Will Kennedy sent off last year. And I think they had two more sinbind and were down to eleven at one point, and we still somehow lost. So, yeah, uh, yeah, we've improved a lot. Yeah, and your take on the Titans? I thought they were really gutsy, actually. Um, to play as well as they did with 12 men for much of the match. Um, I felt like they really tried to be aggressive and disruptive of our game, and it paid dividends for them and kept them in, in the game for for long periods until we, we pulled away in that last 10. Yeah, um, they, as I said already, they had a game plan to restrict the Warriors and get out of their skin, and it worked. Um, losing Fotowaka didn't help matters, but I thought they played with a lot of heart. I um, think they could cause some... Um, headaches in the final few rounds um i know a lot of people have been upset and talking about how grubby the titans were i loved it uh hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, I actually thought I, I there's a team I could go play in the NRL for. It, it fits me. I, I could be in there. Um, I could be a grubby guy getting under people's skins and get paid for it. It'd be great. But um, it, it's it's great. I think, as Jacko says there, um, the Warriors will learn from it. A lot of teams, I think, are going to try this approach, especially once we get to finals. Um, guys like the Bronx and all that, they'll, they'll try to get under the Warriors' skin because it does seem to be able to work. But as you said, the Warriors were able to come back. 
um, mm. and um, we don't have him as our player of the game. We pick the same guy, but um, Matara's mentioned Jaden Campbell's a freak. Yeah, yeah. They've got two. I know, like- I know. AJ Brimson's they they got to find a way to have both of them on the field. Um, you can't have Jaden just being coming off the bench or starting if AJ's injured. You've got to have him out there. He's fantastic. Um, you know, that there was a knock on in that try, but it was great seeing what that kick can do in open space. I prefer it not against the Warriors, but um, yeah, fantastic talent for someone so young and, and little, just like his dad. He's a little guy, but he knows yeah. how to use it to his advantage. Um, your player and my player, I guess, because we both picked him. Sean Johnson had to be. Yeah, um, you know, double try. I think I was I joined um, Was Up podcast on Monday and we talked about it and I said the more impressive try was that second one. Um, I think it was a comment earlier. He fended off the feeder, mm. um, but he put Dallin um, into space to hopefully score the try, and rather than just going boom. Off you go, son. He kept up with the play and was there to get the offload back, um, which a few years ago we may not have seen that from Johnson. We may have seen him get that pass out there and then just kind of backtrack and wait for If he doesn't get there, I'll be here to pass the ball again. So um, good to just see him mm. staying up with the play. That's what impressed me most about it. I'm I'm not even sure he was at full health too. I mean, did did he look sick to you? Yeah, I think he was, and there's been a sickness the past few weeks going around the Warriors camp, so it was probably his turn. Or he might just be tired because there's a new baby, you know, running around. You know what it's like as a dad. Oh, um, yeah. He was probably enjoying that Gold Coast weather with no no early baby wake-up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and Jagger said he had a touch of the flu. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he didn't look great, but he I thought he, he, did, he did well, and I'm sure he got a few more points in the old Delhi Ems um, after sure. that performance. Yep. yep. Uh, next game, the last game on Friday night, the Panthers doing what Panthers do, mate, and uh, beating the Storm 26-6. Yeah, indeed. Uh, four tries to one here. Brian To'o, Jerome Luai, Stephen Crichton, Brian To'o crossed for a second. Only the one for the Storm, uh, young Tonomapea. Yeah. Um, traditional Panthers performance here for me. I feel like it's just copy and paste every week, but um, they had an edge throughout the contest and just kept the pressure on. Um, and when they spied the time to strike, they did it almost with ease. Um, hard team to stop if you let them build momentum. And I think that's the most dangerous thing about them is they're just so good at creating pressure and um, you have to be a really good side to um, break that. But what was your take on the Panthers? No, they're just too bloody good, mate. Um, what can you say that hasn't been said countless times? It, it gets hard to talk about them after a while because you just say the same things every week. Um, but, yeah, what I do know, it's going to take a pretty unbelievable effort from somebody if they're going to stop them from three-peating this year. Yeah, Jacko kind of says the same before I ask you about the storm. He said uh, the comps the Panthers to lose, only injuries or suspensions could get in their way at present. Yeah. Um, Even then, they cover they cover injuries and suspensions so well. They seem yeah. to if they, they lose a player or two, next man up, they they march on. It's just I, what a system. They, they can be beaten. You know, they are one of only three teams that have lost to the Tigers this year. Yeah, so, yeah. And funnily enough, I bet yeah. If you 
if we look back on one of our earlier episodes, the Panthers had just lost to St. Helens and then lost to Broncos round one. We probably would have been saying it looks like they're missing Coruscant and Kikau and we were. The, dynasty, the dynasty is crumbling. Yeah. But um, then they're, they're back on track now well and truly. They're back on track. I think they are still beatable, but it's going to take a big effort. Uh, you, you can't from just... Us. Yeah, we're gonna do from it. us, from us when we beat them in the grand final, um, <laughs> yeah. or or the prelim to get into the grand final, depending on how that that goes. Um, but yeah, your take on the storm? I just thought this game was another sign of inconsistency from them this year. Um, I'll give them a little bit of leeway due, due to missing Jerome Hughes and playing the best team in the comp, but uh, we're seeing this on the odd occasion from the storm this year, you know, they haven't, they haven't hit their lofty heights. We used to. And yet funnily enough, I think they're still sitting fourth. So <laughs> even not yeah. at their best, they're, they're pretty handy. I think they're but, safe to, to finish the year at fourth. Um, yeah. And not a great game from them, but when you can, when you consider everything where they're coming is still pretty good. Yeah. Um, they missed Hughes here, as you already said. They struggled to overcome that pressure that I keep talking about with the Panthers, um, and the errors didn't allow them to string anything together. They're still a dangerous side, but they're just not in sync. And um, Matara has mentioned that um, Pappenhausen looks like returning. Um, he did well in Queensland Cup. Yeah, he played like yeah. 40 minutes in Queensland Cup. Um, I think, yeah, I think we'll see him back in the, the 17 before finals. Um, yeah. But I think that they'll give him at least at least two games um, before they bring him back in. But, yeah, they're always dangerous. You know, I don't think they've been playing as great as we used to. Um, but we did kind of predict that this year with the amount of um, experience leaving. Um, and, yeah, like Jacko said, Pappy, Hughes, Grant, Munster, Spine. That's a dangerous spine, man. That They are a good team. Yeah. Um, you can just, they're one of those teams where they can lose by 20 points to the Panthers and then next week they play the Panthers again like in the finals and they, they could come out and beat them. You just never know. Mm. Um, they're just one of those sides. But I know we, we went two for two here. We picked the same guy. Um, do you want to talk about the uh, the Man Mountain um, of Mr. Cleary? Yeah, he's not bad. Goes all right. Not bad. Yeah, that's very astute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's just the boss at this level of of rugby league, isn't he? Yeah, um, he it's the cliche ball on a string, you know, um, controls everything well, um, doesn't get flustered. Um, yeah, hmm. um, just another great performance from him. Um, he did miss, he did miss a conversion, so um, that is a minus on him. So we'll, we'll give it that, but. Um, first game on Saturday, one of the other big hitters of the year, uh, Broncos defeating the Cowboys 30-14. to 14. And it was five tries to three for the Broncos, Jesse Arthurs, Paddy Carrigan, two in two weeks after after going so long without a try. So shout-out to Paddy. Ezra Mam, Reese Walsh, Sal and Cobo, three tries for the Cowboys, Kyle Felt with two, Hylam Lukey with one. Yeah, Broncos attacks just humming right now um, with so many threats across the park, and you didn't even notice that Adam Reynolds wasn't playing. 
um, to be honest. I kind of, when I saw that they announced he wasn't going to make it, I was like, oh, maybe the Cowboys might get them here. Um, but no, um, they did make a lot of errors. I think they made like 15 at the end of the game, but they defended them well. Um, and they're just building confidence. Um, and I think they're going to be a tough finals opponents for the Warriors in the first week which is what most likely is going to happen either over there or over here, depending on where it, where it sits. But mm-hmm. um, I think these two teams are going to be second and third, depending on the order. But um, yeah, good, good signs from Broncos for Broncos fans. Jacko said, hopefully they're peaking too early. That hopefully. is potential. We kind of saw that last year too, didn't we? Um, but maybe they've learned from that experience last year. Well, what's mm. your take on the Bronx? Uh, it, it's scary to think this that this fixture is traditionally a very close, closely fought rivalry. The Broncos put thirty points on and had a sixteen point win, and that's probably leaving three or four tries out there. You know they bombed a few tries here, um, and all this while missing their star halfback. So yeah, they're they're a very good side this year. I, it's pretty hard to find a weakness. Yeah. I know, I know some of them watch, so I'm not going to say what the weakness is because I'm going to let Webby know um, before we play them in finals because I know exactly how we can break them apart. Um, there's a little fullback there that gets very flustered and hasn't played his former team yet, and I think that's the key. Get under his skin and then they fall apart. Um, Sounds yeah, good. Your, your take on the Cowboys? I, I actually feel like the score flattered the Cowboys slightly. Hmm. Um it was a really fast game, and I felt like the Broncos bombing the number of tries they did kept the Cowboys in it because um, yep. it seemed like the Broncos were breaking the Cowboys' defense with 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 ease at times. Yeah, um, we, we had it as our show title last week, um, but I think the Cowboys' bubbles definitely burst now. Um, they're missing Valentine Holmes. Um, which hurts their attack and their goal kicking. You know, they didn't hit a single conversion in this game. Um, They got one penalty goal, but um, they had more possession than the Bronx. Um, They just didn't know what to do with it. Um, They gave us hope a few weeks ago that they were, you know, building some resurgence, but that's gone. And I think they are a decent shot of not making the eight again. After, hell, a few weeks ago, we're talking potentially being a top four team. Um, And yeah, Jacko kind of said the same. They've had a strange season. Yeah, they've been like they were really bad, and they started getting really good. Now they're really bad again. Um, I, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, your player must, to stand out must suck to support a team that's not consistent, hey? Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's soul breaking. I can tell you from experience. Um, yeah, um, I've gone different this uh, a lot of times on the Broncos this year. We've gone Walsh Haas. I'm actually going to give Billy Walters some flowers. I thought out of dummy half, he he was really good. He had some really, really strong runs and, and really got the forwards rolling forward. I think he had a, a try assist or two as well. So, yeah. Yeah, and um, before I mention my Matare, I also mentioned that Gould will be gutted with this prediction. Yeah. Um, a few weeks before we got on the bandwagon of the Cowboys, he was predicting them to be grand finalists, saying they were the only team that could beat the Panthers. And yeah. Now they can't beat anybody. Um, but, yeah, mine was Payne Haas. I just, you know, 
they're offering that 1.16 million and I, I think he's worth it. He he tunes out the meters. He got like over 200, um, puts in the work. Um, a lot of, I know we, we talk about the backs and even Billy, you know, Billy was playing well out of dummy half, but you need your forwards pumping along to get that easy ball. So yeah, you go to the big man up front and I hadn't picked a prop in a while. So <laughs> he's a pretty guilty. good one. He's a pretty, He's a pretty good, good one. He's yeah. Um, yeah. Next game, um, tightest game really. Uh, yep. Knights defeating the Dolphins thirty to twenty eight. Brad has a man crush on Harsa. I think we all. I have do. a man. I have a man if crush you, on props. If you like rugby league, you got a man crush on Haas, Surely, um, back to the game was five tries apiece for the Knights. Kalen Ponga, Kurt Mann, Jackson Hastings, Phoenix Crossland, Greg Maju. For the Dolphins, Jermaine Isako were three, all within a few minutes of each other. It was a good effort. Uh, Valence Tefari and Connolly Lemuelu. Yeah, um, tighter match than I expected. Um, but the Knights attacked well, I thought. They were accurate with their conversions, which was the difference here. Um, defense is still a bit of a worry, you know, conceding um, 28 points. But three of those tries were when they were down to 12 men. So you kind of give them a little bit of an asterisk there. Um, it was an unpredictable, it, it was unpredictable a few weeks ago. Um, but it looks like the Knights are heading to finals footy. Um, if they keep this winning streak alive, which Matara's mentioned, saying Knights possible dark horse, yeah. they're doing what the Cowboys were doing not that long ago. They're just mm. getting the wins, and where they are fighting for finals, you don't care if you win by 30 points or you win by two, you just want to get those two points every week. So, um, yeah. I was very impressed with what I saw from the Knights. Um, but what did you think? Yeah, me too. I've been impressed with them for the last few weeks. Um, I thought they were really good in patches of, the, of this game. I thought the sin binning of Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Didn't agree with that, by the way. Um, it was a joke, but, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It really hurt them. They conceded uh, the Jermaine Sarkal's hat-trick in that, in that period. Uh, but the fact that the Knights were able to steady themselves, not let that fluster them, and um, wrestle the game back shows how far their attitude has come this year. Yeah, and your take on the poor old Dolphins. Yeah, I thought it's just another typical Dolphins game. I, I thought they have a massive dig, force their opponents to fight tooth and nail for everything. Um I think next year they'll be a much tougher team. I think I even said it last week. You had uh, Flegler, Farnworth, Avarillo. Uh, they've been. You see how hard they've been fighting teams this year. I think they're gonna they're gonna have a little bit more success next year. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, I thought they played well. Um, their defense was shoddy, um, but and if they but if they kick those goals, you know. Um, they, they missed two conversions. Um, they may have got the upset here. And we have been saying it for a while, but the Dragons were going, oh, the Dragons, the Dolphins. Can't have all these teams named B, uh, D, man. Uh, the <laughs> Dolphins were going to drop as the season went on, just their first year as a team. Um, but they're still having a dig, and I think they're all they're going to be the better for it next year. Mm. Um, your player to stand out, we're, we're, we're differing here again. Yeah, because I keep picking Ponga. I have to. I'll go to another <laughs> member of the spine, Jackson Hastings. Um, yeah, I think he's been a really good, steady hand. 
uh, that's you know helped unlock a lot of the people like Kalen Ponga. Um, yeah, pretty. I feel like it's a this is going off topic, but really stupid move by the Tigers to let him go. I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was very surprised when they let him go. I, I suppose hindsight's a beautiful thing now that, you know, Luke Brooks is gone um, at the end of the year. Having a guy like Jackson there would have been good. Um, he, he's He's been doing really well since he's come back from Super League, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I went with Ponga because, you know, there's only one player for the Knights. It's the guy that he's, gets all the money. He's going good. He's going really um, good. I was umming and ahhing between the two of them, but I went with Ponga just because this game was won by conversions and he was 100% at the kicking tee. So I cheated. Um, I went with that. But um, we'll go to the next game, the the worst game of the round, because not only I don't have the picture from Paul, because Paul's not here, but not only did it wreck the standoffs multi, it wrecked my own one. Um, that's the Sharks defeating the Rabbits 26-16. The Sharks hurting me after I've disowned them, after predicting them to win the whole thing. Yeah. Timely reminder to gamble responsibly, of course. Um, this one was four tries to three. Uh, Hiroti, Sione Katoa, Braden Trindle, and Braden Trindle grabbed two. Um, three tries for the Rabbitohs, Alex Johnston, Lachlan Ilias, Isaiah Tass, all in the last 20 of the game. Yeah, um, so yeah, as I already said, Bloody Sharks ruined my multi, really pissed about it. Um, but yeah, it's called gambling for a reason, right? Um, yeah. But they, they the, the Sharks attacked well. Their defense was good. They shut the rabbits down for most of the night and um, a solid effort from my premiership tip that I've lost all confidence in. <laughs> but I'm very, very impressed with what they showed here. Um, what were your thoughts on the Sharks? Yeah, I agree. Impressive. I, they finally proved they have it in them to beat a top eight team. Uh, they made a blistering start, and which pretty much continued for the whole f- first 60 minutes. A little concerning that they took the foot off the gas in the last 20 and, and gave the Rabbitohs a sniff, but all in all, it's a v- really important win in the context of their season. Yeah, and your thoughts on the Rabbits? I don't know, man. I can't get my head around this team. Um, the last 20 minutes kind of showed what they can do, but they can't, they can't seem to bring it out often enough. I don't know why it took them 60 minutes to end up uh, being down whatever it was. What, what was. what was the deficit at that point? At least 20, I'm sure it was. Um, it took that to snap them into gear. It was um, 26. It, uh, they, 20, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, it's cost- yeah. The Rabbits scored their, or the Sharks scored their last try in the 57th minute, um, converted in the 58th, and then AJ went over in the 62nd. Yeah, so it's just that kind of thing. It's costing them games they should be winning, and now they're in a bit of strife. I think they've only won like three of their last 10 or something like that. That's, you know, if you go back a few weeks when they were in hot form, before this period where they've been poor, um, people are talking about them being the, the you know, the favourite to win along along with the Panthers. Yeah. yeah um, they just had no answers for the Sharks' defence. Um, Cody Walker and Luttrell were kept quiet. And when that happens, the Rabbits always struggle. Um, I think it's a much-needed wake-up call as their final spot is on the line. Um, 
they yeah they they could potentially find themselves in real strife if they don't sort their shit out in the next couple of weeks mm. um but yeah um the the adam pompey of the nrl in terms of teams <laughs> you know some days <laughs> they come out like, don't do them like that. some days they look like the greatest <laughs> thing on the planet and the next day they look like they shouldn't even be there i just don't understand a team of this quality and yeah. the amount of experience they have that they can be so up and down they're very similar to the eels in that respect um the eels yeah. will come out eels and rabbits could come out there and beat the panthers and then the next week they could lose to the tigers it's that's just what these two teams are which they shouldn't be you know um with especially their recent you know success in getting to grand finals um for mm. both sides so crazy um we went different on our players again um but who did yeah. you go with uh i went uh connor tracy i i thought when i saw will kennedy was out i thought that's that's not looking good for the sharks especially given their recent form um yeah but i thought stepping in for will kennedy connor tracy did a really good job and they didn't really miss a beat there and i just thought with him and and Trindle as well, I was I'm I'm in between him and Trindle, but you know those two guys coming in seem to they didn't seem to miss a beat. In fact, they look better than what they have in a, in a wee while. Yeah, um, yeah, they Tracy and Trindle did well. So naturally, I went with Talakai. Um, a large Tongan, what a surprise! Large, the front rower that's playing centre. Um, <laughs> He, he, I, I got some of his stats. The only reason I did it was um, he ran 144 meters, but he had two tries to, so he yeah. set up half of the Sharks' tries. Um, and just, it's it's not been a great year for the guy this year. He, he's really dropped after his meteoric rise last year. Um, so it was good to see him coming back a bit. Um, so, yeah, I had to give him, give him the nod there. Um, yeah. Now we get to the... Uh, the horrible games of Sunday, uh, horrible to watch, but um, the Eels just scraping through and defeating the Dragons 26-20. Yeah, and it was five tries to four for the Eels, Arthur Miller-Steven, Bryce Cartwright with two, Sean Russell with one, Junior Polo with one. Easy easy one here. The Dragons had four, all Michaeli Ravalawa. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Eels, they should have walked away with an easy win here. It's just like kind of what I was alluding to in the Rabbits. Um, but the um, the Dragons showed fight. Um, the Eels stuck to the basis and got them right. Um, young Arthur Miller, Stephen, had a rough night defending Ralph Alava. Um, but other than that, the Eels were good enough on the night, but not not great. But they got the two points, which they desperately needed. Uh, your take on the Eels? I thought it was a very important win for them. Um, not their best showing, uh, but that's typical of the Eels over the past couple of years. Uh, hot and cold. Yeah. Very and very much like you said. Dragons? I thought the Dragons really came to play and, and forced the dogfight of the game, which would have had you nervous, Brad. Um, I'm sure the last thing you wanted to see was the Dragons win. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I thought they, they, they were pretty good. They... Um, they had, a, they had a shout of winning this one, but um, mm. shout out to Ravelar as well with, for his four tries. It's a hell of an effort. Yeah, I've got on here um, full credit. They fought hard, um, but they started the fall away in the final 30. Um, Ravelar had a night to remember, but his heroics just weren't enough. 
Um, but yeah, impressive for um, a team, you know, especially we talked about earlier with several of their key players not really wanting to be there to show up um, against, you know, a finals team. Yeah, full credit. Um, don't like full saying credit. it, but I will. Full credit. Um, <laughs> we picked the same guy this time, um, but I'll let you announce who we picked. Uh, yeah, Bryce Cartwright. I thought he was, yeah, he was outstanding. He was, he's gone bonkers there for a bit. <laughs> Um, but he's been good for this year, pretty much. It's been a good yeah. comeback year, good comeback year for Bryce Cartwright, who sort of, you know, had a few years there where he you know, wasn't wasn't at his best. And yeah, but it's, I thought this year he's been really good. Yeah, I picked Cartwright as well. I thought he's he's been a standout for them this year. And yeah, go even as as um, early as last year, it looked like he was destined to go and become a superstar in the Super League because mm. um, he wasn't at the level of the NRL. But he's the Eels know how to do it with some players where it looks like they're they're kind of destined to to fall out of favour with everyone and they just find a new lease of life. So, um, you know, like it was Papali'i a few years ago. Now it's Cartwright. It seems they seem to know how to get get everything out of the players. If they could get everything out of those players and make them work as a team together, it would be a lot better, yeah. I guess. But um, yeah, thought it outstanding. Um, hasn't been uh, official yet, but it sounds like they're ex- looking at extending him too. So mm. um, massive wraps. And then we go to the the worst game of the round, um, which I'm sure Simon will love us saying. But the Raiders just getting home against the Tigers, twenty two eighteen, and it was four tries to three in favour of the Raiders. So Sebastian Chris got two. Hudson Young and Maddie Timoko were the try scorers there. For the Tigers, Charlie Staines, David Norfoluma, Luke Brooks. Yeah, I thought this was a horrible performance from the Raiders. Um, they made too many errors, you know, a few of those forward passes. I didn't think they deserved the win here, but they got it, um, which is a win they needed. Um but a lot of work needs to be done. Um, as right now, they look like one of the favourites to be um, one of the two teams to drop out in the first week of the finals if they keep playing this way. Um, there's a good side in there. They're just, uh, yeah, it just wasn't here on this day. Um, but your take on the on the Raiders? Well, they won't drop out of the finals if they win like they did here. But it was the Tigers, so. You- you got to you got to say that, mm. <laughs> um, yeah. They definitely weren't quite there this week in terms of execution. Um, even one of their tries was off a huge forward pass, as as we already said earlier. But as they tend to do, they win, and with a very tight margin. Mm. Um, they've won a lot of games that way this year. They don't yeah. they don't blow teams away, but um, yeah, they got the win. Yeah, and Mataro comments is saying typical of the Raiders for some reason to keep winning these ugly games. Yeah, it's it's not what you want to do, but it's a hell of a skill to have. Um, if you get stuck in these situations, if you know that nine times out of ten in these horrible games you come out the victor, you're going to take it. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's not a good it's not a good thing to build into the finals with performances like this. But well, it shows they, you you can grind out games in the finals, but yeah. I don't think you're going to grind out every game until the grand final and the finals. You're going to run into a team that's going to going to do you 
like the Broncos or the Panthers. Yeah. And you take on the Borhole Tigers. Yeah, the Tigers. Um, actually, not a bad effort. <laughs> Same with the Dragons. You know, the, the two bottom teams, I actually thought of putting pretty good pretty good efforts this week. Uh, if not for a couple calls, I could have been on to a winner tipping them. I went yeah. big. I came close. Um, you did come close. Yeah. but So oh. I, felt, I did feel sorry for them, but it's what the Tigers do as well. They lose. Yeah, um, I thought, yeah, same as you. I thought they played with heart. Um, they may be dead last and destined for the spoon, but they're making the opposition work um, for it. Hard done by on some of those calls, but it was a tough performance from the strugglers. Um, and yeah, uh, Jack said Raiders, the only team in the top eight with a negative four and against. That's the problem with winning close. You only, yeah. you know, you get those positive a little bit, then you get spanked in a game or two and it falls apart. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'd rather be in the eight with a negative um, than out of the eight with a positive. So, um, yeah, true. But yeah, I know we went different here. Um, who'd you pick for your player to stand out? I put Seb Chris. I know he picked up an injury this game, but a couple of tries. I know one of them was off a forward pass, but uh, you take away that forward pass and it was a heck of an effort. Mm. Uh, I thought he's another person I thought it's been really good this year. Um, spent time at fullback. Now centre, he's yeah, he's he's really coming on well. He's been one of the more consistent performers this year. Um, mm. I think he's done really well. But I went with Joseph Tapani because he's a prop. And um, when it, it these gritty games where you're kind of just battling, um, I thought he was head and shoulders above the rest of the forwards um, or front rowers, I should say. But yeah, I thought it was a good effort from him. Um, he tuned out a lot of meters played a lot of minutes so i went with him because i wanted to end the round with a forward fair enough so we'll move on now let's see if i can get this right with the uh adding pitches we'll go with our tips first because i think that's the first picture i have uh look at that it actually it, it popped up um so tight between me and simon we picked the same um we yeah. only got one wrong so simon we both got the rabbits upset wrong so simon got seven out of eight leading the comp 110 out of 172 i got seven out of eight one point behind them 109 out of 172 and then you with your risky picks you didn't do too bad you got five out of eight. yeah um, considering considering I'm, I'm happy with that so you're in the triple digits now at 102 out of 172 um so still tight race spoilers simon's already given us his picks we've picked the same so we'll have the same scores next week depending on how many we get, though. But we'll go to the ladder. There we go. I've done it. Um, I top, top eight, eight this week. week. You've got top yeah. eight this week. So uh, Panthers are still top of the table. Um, no change. Broncos, no change at second. Warriors, no change at third. Melbourne, no change at fourth. Raiders, no change at fifth. Sharks have gone up to sixth. Knights have gone up to seventh. And Rabbits have gone down to eighth. Yeah, and... A little bit of action in the bottom nine. Parramatta sitting ninth. Uh, North Queensland have dropped out of the eight and into tenth. Manly have dropped to eleventh. Roosters have climbed to twelfth. We're on the climb. Um, Gold Coast have dropped to thirteenth. Dolphins dropped to fourteenth. Bottom three remains the same. Canterbury yeah. Bulldogs, St George, Illawarra, West Tigers. Yeah, I saw. I think it was the Maddie John show. He was saying he thinks from the Roosters up, can still make the eight, depending on how things go. 
I'm still of the opinion where I think the night, I think last week I said the Knights were the only one that had a chance outside of the eight. I'm sticking with that. I think it's still a 10 man race. I think the Cowboys and the Eels still have a chance. Um, but the the Roosters do have a, a reasonably okay run home. Yeah. So they could, I, I can see that point, but yeah. Um, out of the eight that's in there right now, who do you think would drop out? It's tough. Um, depends if the game on the weekend was just a flash in the pan because I had been saying Cronulla. Um, mm. But the way the Rabbitohs are going, it could be them, but they they have a decent run home as well. Um, yeah. I it, We might be looking at the top eight <laughs> as it is now. But I think, yeah. yeah, I think the form that Newcastle in, they're a good chance of staying. Yeah, it's tough. Looking at nine and ten, Para have been inconsistent. North Queensland have been fantastic until the last couple of weeks. Um, anything could happen still. Yeah, I think out of the out of the three, the bottom three of the eight, the only one I'm it would be between the Sharks and Rabbits that I I don't have confidence in being able to consistently play. Um, the Eels are too inconsistent as well, so I think they might stay out. Cowboys, depending if they can find some groove. So mm. hard to say. I think you could be well well on the money saying the top eight that we see right now is the top eight we see in finals, mm. um, potentially. But, yeah, who knows? Um, it, it keeps changing every week, so does, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, so before we move into questions, um, I'll just quickly go through the NRLW results for round three. So um, my, my mighty Roosters yeah. they defeated the Dragons 30-0. Uh, the Broncos beat the Cowboys 40 to 12. Titans defeated the Sharks 10 to 8. Knights defeated the Eels 38 4. And the Raiders handed the Tigers their first loss, winning 28 um, 22. So, a couple of blowouts there. Um, mm. Three, in fact, but um, those other two games were nice and tight as well. So, it's um, I'm always happy with the NRLW rounds. Um, we're getting a few more dodgy tackles and stuff too, which makes it a bit more interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah. Right up your alley. <laughs> right up my alley. So we'll move to questions. Um, we have answered everyone's questions as they're gone because Paul's not here and we do what we want. So we just got our two. Um, we'll go with your one first. Yeah, so my one to you was the two send-offs on the weekend were the first since I think it was round two, early in the season anyway. I know I don't know that much. Um I feel like I've seen countless similar tackles this year with less punishment. Uh, do you think something has con con contributed to the sudden change of interpretation? Yeah, I I know Ellensley um, came out and said that there's been no change to their um, – they've said this is just how it's always been. Like if you, you do a dodgy tackle to the head, you go. Um, I think there has been talks there saying, like, we need to crack down on this. We've got too many um, of these big tackles that, you know, are slightly hitting the head or something. We've got to stamp them out. So I think that's what's happened. Um, but, yeah, I don't think they were send-off worthy. I what, Nathan Browns, I don't even think, was Simbin worthy. I thought that was fine. That was, like, a good hit. Fortaweka's one, um, 
with how Simbins have been going this year, I was happy with that to be a Simbin because we've seen Nakora go to the bin twice for an almost identical tackle. Um, yeah. I think if Chance didn't get knocked out like it happened, we may not have seen a send-off. Um, mm. it, but, yeah, he was hit hard, and it, was, it wasn't it was malicious. And that's what I give send-offs to. I give send-off to a malicious, um, on-purpose type Foul deal. play. Yeah. Like foul play. Um, accidentally contacting someone in the head when you're trying to do a legitimate tackle. That's a simbin. You know, it was a mistake. You didn't do it on purpose, but we're punishing you. That mm. I I can I can live with that with how the NRO is now. Um, but yeah, I send offs. I think if you're running in, you're doing a you know lunging elbow like Hopoadi did, mm. and things like that. That's what a some a send offs for. If we're starting to, you know, bring send offs in for accidental plays where something's gone wrong by like an inch. You know, it's not like he contacted him in the forehead. It's um, getting into union territory, isn't it? Yeah, where you get sent off for a head clash. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to see that happen. Obviously, they want to protect the players, but there's got to be wiggle room in there because if we're sending off for accidents, um, you're just taken away from the spectacle of the game. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think there's been quiet words. You know, I rambled, to, but that's the answer. No, no, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I, I I don't agree with accidents being sent off. I think Fodawaker's one, like you say, I don't think he's he's got a malicious bone in his body. He plays hard, but he's not a dirty player. Um, I think it was an accident, and we've seen accidents like very similar to that Sinbin this year, not sent off. That's that's the only thing that's got me confused, thinking maybe they've had a change of interpretation because we've seen that same tackle so many times this year, either be a penalty or Sinbin. But now suddenly they're send-offs. They're send-offs again, so mm. I don't know. Yeah, and Jagger said no one ever does it on purpose, it seems, but shoulder direct ahead needs harsh punishment. I can confirm that people do do it on purpose. Um I've done it on Brad, purpose. Brad's I've, being one of them. Yeah, I've I've gone out there with nothing in my mind but hurting the player that I have to mark. Um, but <laughs> maybe that's just me. I'm sure there's more than a handful of NRL players that have that mentality too. Um, Nelson's one of them. Um, but um, yeah, Hopawadi. John Hopawadi does it different. He he doesn't do it right. Um, but yeah, and Matara said they just need consistency. Yeah, if if in round two when that happened, they were said from if you do this, it's a send off, and it happened every week with every time it happened. Um, then yeah, I would I would lump it, but it's not. It seems to be you know those two this week were send offs, but there were like three or four other tackles very similar to that in this round alone mm. that some didn't even get a penalty. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Jacko said maybe bend your back. Yeah, it's just like he, Jacko did say it earlier. It's a tackle technique they've got to adjust to. I've said that about Nakora. He's been done twice for that very same Fotowaka tackle where you're going in, you know, shoulder shoulder height. Um, and there's a lot of risk of, you know, hitting that head there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's lower, just the way. Go lower I think and drive. I think that's the way league players have been coached as well. You know, like. Yeah. A lot of them 
some go low, then others stay upright, look to make contact, and then wrap under the ball. And you even yeah. look at Fodawaker's arms, they're kind of like in a position where, he, you know, he made contact with the shoulder but had his arms underneath as well, probably trying to hold him up and slow the slow the tackle down. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they it's the way it is now. So they have to train. They have to adjust. Um, yeah. It sucks, but it's the way it is. Uh, my question to you, uh, a bit controversial um, with my pessimist mind, but the Warriors have showed that they dip after a bye. Um, to win the premiership this year, so we're saying they're going all the way, Richie, um, do you think a win in the first week and getting that week off could derail them? I actually, I actually did think about this before you even asked it. <laughs> because if we make the top four and win first week of finals, that's essentially a bye. Um but at the same time, you have to go out there and do all you can to win those games. So I think there's still benefit to winning week one of finals, getting the week off to refresh, and then you come back at home again, um, which would be massive for us, yeah. for us in particular. So, um, yeah, it's something we'd have to be conscious of. Obviously, if we win that first week and get the week off to, um, yeah, refresh, but also be mindful of the cobwebs we've shown coming off buys this year and doing whatever we can to not let that creep in. Yeah. It's a, it's a massive concern for me. Um, I always feel a lot of the teams that get that week off, um, they do come back in that second week a little bit off, not just the Warriors. In previous years, we've seen it where a team had that week off and that team that had to battle to get into that spot is a bit more ready and amped. Um so I think it's a risk for all teams, but um, like Jacko said, yeah, if we get a week off in finals, Webster should not give the guys a break. Just keep them working. Yeah, I think that's not like a bye week. When you have that week off, you I think you're very much focused on um, the fact that you've got a big game the week after. So I feel it is a little bit different to a bye, and I'm hoping we've had three dips after buys that hopefully they've figured out what makes them tick mm. and gets them up. But yeah. Um, be interesting to see. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but we'll move on into the round. Uh, if I get this right, here we go. I've got our little a little picture um, for the Warriors. So the Warriors are playing the Tigers at FMG Stadium in Waikato on Saturday. Um, before I let you talk about the team, just massive ups to the Tigers for being the only team to bring a game here. Absolutely. Um, I know. I know. I talked about it a while back that um, Tim Sheens wasn't happy about doing it. He said it wasn't a decision he made. Um, not reading the room, he should have just done the old, yeah, it's great work instead of bringing out his true feelings. But, um, yeah, your your Warriors team that's been named, Matt. It is fullback Tain Torpiki is replacing Chance, who, as we know, has the 11-day um, concussion stand-down. The wing is... Dallin and Marcelo Montoya. Yep. Centres remain Rocco Berry and Adam Pompey. Halves remain Luke Metcalf, Sean Johnson. Forward pack is Anfinor Blake, Mitch Barnett, Wade Egan, front row. Edge back rowers, Jackson Ford, Morata Niakore, and Locke and Captain Tohu Harris. Interchange bench, uh, the Ball Brothers, Dylan Walker, Jazz Tevanga, Bailey Serenin, and Josh Curran. 
Yeah, and then for the Tigers, we've got uh, Jareen Buller at fullback, uh, Norfoluma and Junior Tupo on the wings, Stafford Toa and Asu Kipaawa. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Asu. Um, not, not bad. Centers. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, Harbs is Dane Laurie and Luke Brooks. Um, then the front row, we've got Stefano Utukumanu, Apikorosau and David Klima. Um, then the uh, pretty dangerous second row pack of... Uh, Papali'i and John Bateman, and then Fanua Paul uh, at lock. Then we've got Jake Simpkin, Alex Safath, Alex Twal, and Sean Bloor on the bench. So um, Matari made um, a, a good comment that I wanted to mention. He said, first, awesome recognition to the Tigers for bringing the game here. Um, second, it's still a strong Tigers team, so you can't take them lightly. Yeah, on sure. paper, this isn't a bad team. Like It's, a, it's team. an impressive forward pack. Um Luke Brooks on his day can can play well. Dane Laurie, I think, is a superstar talent. Mm. And Buller, Buller is one of the more impressive rookies this year. Does that mean I'm going to pencil them in for a win? No. But um, if, the, if the Warriors go down there assuming the game's won, they could find themselves in a situation like the Raiders where the Tigers really take, um, take them to the limit. But I don't see that happening. I, I'm going with the Warriors win reasonably comfortable. Um, I think I said like 18.1 in my review this week. Um, so nothing like a 40, 50 point blowout or anything. But I think a couple of tries, um, depending on how the weather, there's rumors there could be a bit of, um, a bit of uh, rain maybe, which always has me worried. But what about you? Yep. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm, I'm going Warriors. I, I think we I, – I agree that the Tigers lineup does look good on paper. They are last place though, so. Um, but you cannot take them lightly. They, they've beaten the Panthers this, this year. They've, they've given a few teams a, a big scare. And well, they bet they've won three games this year. It's Panthers, Cowboys, and I can't remember the other team they bet um, off the top of my head. Yeah, but yeah, you still have to turn up and beat them. So yeah. I think we will. I think I think complacency isn't something that creeps in to this Warriors team. I, I think we pick up the win. In Hamilton, um, should be a good game. Yeah, no, Jacko said Coruscant's the main threat. Contain him or get punished, which I think is every team's goal against the Tigers. You keep Uppy quiet, um, you kind of stop everything. Keep Uppy quiet and make sure you don't give Buller space. Um, mm. And I think you're you're well on the way. Um, Simon also picked the Warriors too. Um be good. I'm, go, I'm heading down. It'll be an enjoyable game. I haven't. Last time I went to that stadium was for a Warriors trial game years ago. So yeah, um, yeah looking forward to it. We'll go to the rest of the round. I've got the fixtures up, and I've got Simon's picks. So Thursday night we've got Seagulls Panthers. I've gone with Panthers, um, and so is Simon. Mm. You the same? Uh, yeah, Panthers. Yeah. I didn't even think I needed to tell you. I know, but you've been doing some tricky picks, man. So. Hey, I don't go tricky against the Panthers. Um, first game on Friday, we've got Sharks Titans. Uh, Simon and myself have both picked the Sharks. Um, you know, Sharks, they made me regret not picking them last week, so I'm, I'm not making that mistake two weeks in a row. And they're at home. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go Titans. Yeah, I feel like I you agree don't even you. think about these till we talk no. about them right now. Well, <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, 
I think with my head, I'd definitely go sharks, but um, you're trying to catch you know, up. You don't die wondering, man. You try and catch up. Yeah. Uh, next game, final game of Friday, Broncos Eels. Uh, I've gone with Broncos, so is Simon. Yeah, I'm not betting against the Broncos this year. Very good no, team. Not at home. No, not at home. All right. First game on Saturday, we've got Rabbits Dragons. Um, I've gone with Rabbits. Um, Dragons, may, you know, depending on what mindset, the Dragons could get the job done. But I think Rabbits, they they will want to make an example after that upset loss last week. And Simon's picked a, them too. I have a feeling they might make an example of them. Yeah, I'm going to go Rabbitos. And then the next game was the Tigers-Warriors. We've all picked Warriors. Uh, last game on Saturday, Roosters-Dolphins. I've gone with Roosters, so is Simon. Just think the Roosters are building together and the Dolphins, you know, they're on the way down. Yeah, and the Roosters will want revenge for uh, what round did the Dolphins do them? Round, round one or two? It was two. round one. It yeah. was round one. Yeah, I'm going to go Roosters. Uh, first game on Sunday, we got Storm Raiders. I've gone with Storm. So is Simon. He's picked against his team here. Rightly so. Um, no no shade here. I think Storm yeah. are going to come out um, yeah. looking for revenge. So Bounce back game. Yeah, Storm. Yeah. And then last game, Knights-Bulldogs. I've gone with Knights. Um, Bulldogs are fresh off that bye, but the Knights have been building momentum. So I'm, I'm sticking with them in Newcastle to get the job done. Yeah, Knights. Not too and, many silly ones this week. No, and Simon's picked it too. So um, it's another seven-game multi. I'll let Paul know to see if he wants to put money on on that one. But, um, yeah, he, he may decide not to um, just to save himself some coin. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then the NRLW round four. They've got Dragons, Raiders, Cowboys, Tigers, Broncos, Eels, Sharks, Roosters, and Knights, Titans. Um, so some interesting some matchups there. there. Yeah, some good games. Um, so that's it for the NRL. Um, no, that means Jacko's on his way out. Just a quick rundown on the um, Northern Hemisphere since we're almost at the two-hour mark. Um, but um, Saint Helens will play their round one match this week against Uddersfield. Um, it was missed due to the World Club Challenge earlier in the year. Um, and there's no Super League this week because there is the final for the Challenge Cup. Yeah. So, which, yeah. Um, and so I'm going to see how much money is Paul going to lose this week. He only puts little bets on. So, but it's just all adding up, I think. Um, and, yeah, no Super League is Challenge. So, yeah, there is only that one Super League match of St. Helens and Uddersfield. Um, just as well St. Helens didn't make Challenge Cup, I guess. Um <laughs> But yeah, still the same top four after this week's games. Catalan's still number one. Wiggins yep, Wigan. still two. Wiggins Lee going is good. third, and St. Helens is fourth. St. Helens fourth, playing one less game, which is quite impressive too. Mm. Um, so yeah, big win by Wigan. They defeated Hull KR sixty-four to six. Uddersfield defeated Castleford twenty-eight nil. Catalan's defeated Warrington thirty to ten. Um, St. Helens defeated Salford eighteen to fifteen. Hull FC defeated Wakefield 42-4, and Lee defeated Leeds 13-6. Um, and, yeah, then as a reminder, um, Challenge Cup this weekend, which we'll discuss the results of, but that's Hull KR versus Lee, um, the final none of us predicted. But um, anything else you want to add before we go? No, um, thanks thanks to all you guys for sticking around nice and long. 
um, as we tend to do when Paul's not here, we take our time. We take our time. Um, um, but yeah, no, the, thanks for the chat, everyone. Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff of Brad and Richie. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune in to our show next week at 8 p.m. on Wednesday here on Facebook or YouTube or at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers for joining me again, Richie. Um, good chat and good night, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.